All right, guys, let's talk about Jägermeister. They could have written a totally normal ad here, like a really classic ad. They could have talked about their history, the 56 botanicals. It could have been all salesy and cutesy, but they know you don't care. Jägermeister doesn't want to be like all those other ads you've seen and heard. They just wanted to say two things. Jägermeister is great, but everyone has been drinking it wrong. Damn, that's cold. Drinking it wrong? All right, if that's the case, how should we be drinking it? They are so glad you asked, and so am I, Dad. I'm here to help you. Ice cold is the answer, at zero degrees Fahrenheit to be exact. Ice cold shots of Jägermeister. That's it. That's all they want to tell you. So wherever you are, if you're hanging out with friends or at the bar, call the shots. Cheers with ice cold shots of Jägermeister. Damn, that's cold. And remember to check out Jägermeister at www.draftkingsxjägermeister.com. Remember, drink responsibly. Jägermeister liqueur, 35% alcohol by volume, imported by Mast Jägermeister US, White Plains, New York. Lots of things go better together. Hockey, food, golf, peanut butter and jelly, Gojo and Golik, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. What? But if you really want to take things to the next level, drink some Labatt Blue Lights with your friends and live life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly. Beer, Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to DraftKings Network. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Gojo with Mike Gola Jr. That is me. Uh, with me, as always, on the ones and twos, super producer Brandon Newman, my father, Mike Golick Sr. Uh, he has left his childhood house, so I think we're officially done with show and tell for the week. Dad, how you doing? We, we are, and I, I, was, I was quite happy with my show and tell yesterday of you from middle school age to being a little kid when you actually had hair and it was blonde. But it's always fun to go reminisce. I bet everybody's done that at some point in their life. It was fun. Now now I'm back in, in an area of the house in Arizona where there's nothing on the wall. So there's nothing to relive. So there's nothing uh, from your childhood or my childhood to talk about. Uh, we can just probably talk about all the teams that had a chance to clinch in the NBA and NHL last night. And nobody did. Nobody did. No opponent wanted to go on vacation just yet. Yeah, I was going to say, unlike me uh, holding in many farts yesterday, no clinching last night for anybody in the world of sports, which we've got the ability to get to. We've got news surrounding Bob Huggins, who, spoiler alert, (laughs) still has his job and 
plenty of little leaks coming out of the NFL schedule release that's coming up tonight. It's turned into a holy holiday. Dad's got to do an entire special about it on radio for Westwood One, which I know he's jacked up about. Uh, But if we're not going to look back anymore at my luscious blonde locks, then we can look forward (laughs) because yesterday uh, they put out the press release, so apparently we should probably talk about it on here. If you've been wondering why the show has maybe looked or sounded a little different as of late, uh, DraftKings put out the press release yesterday that the DraftKings Network has launched now. You can listen to us and watch us on Samsung TV+. Plus. You can watch us on DraftKingsNetwork.com live from 10 to 11 Eastern Monday through Friday now. So for the podcast audience, again, we couldn't say much for a while. I felt bad because the product surely sounded different. Obviously, Dad's been around here a lot more, and that's you know growing into something as well that we'll be able to talk about at some point. Um, but just in general, like dad, this is pretty exciting, uh, to get back to doing stuff that's live content. There's always a different excitement about that to get to spend time with people in this way. Now people on Samsung TV plus anyone who watches on DraftKingsNetwork.com. That's something that's been built into your entire lifetime in this industry, my upbringing in this industry. And so to get back to some of that and still try and make sure we're giving the podcast audience some great stuff has been uh, a challenge. We're working through a lot of new things, but we're excited about it nonetheless. Yeah, definitely are. I mean, this is this is the wave, right? I mean, I went through when I first started, uh, we still took faxes from listeners. And, you know, anybody who had the old fax machine, the fax paper would roll down and fall down the back of the fax and on the floor and you'd have to pick. That's, that's how we started, you know, back when, way back when, when Tony Bruno and I started the morning show at ESPN Radio in 1998. Uh, before we even went on TV as well of how it was consumed, and then it was radio and TV. And now, listen, I'm not going to lie. And and, 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 yes. and your mother, my wife, hates, hates when I do this, make myself sound kind of out of it. But I don't understand a lot of the new stuff, right, of where you're consumed, of, of all the areas and how to get there. But what I do know and I've done for a couple of decades is pretty simple. There's a microphone in front of me and I just talk sports with whoever I'm talking sports with and other people put it out where it needs to go. So the the technology will never get ahead of me because I don't learn it enough to know about it. So I can't be faulted for being dumb about something when I'm not learning it in the first place. I have microphone. I talk. Now, doing this show, listen. I stopped doing everyday show, you know, a couple of years ago. Uh, Again, not by my choice, but I stopped doing it then. And all of a sudden, it was nice not getting up at 4.15. It was nice not doing a show every day to where I could do a few things and and go and do whatever I wanted. Uh, But I I did miss the everyday thing for sure. Had a chance or two to go back to it before that. But in all seriousness, we joke around a lot, uh, uh, you know, you and I. But one of the main reasons I did this is because we can do a show together. You know, we got to do, I got to do my last three years at ESPN with you and Trey, and it, it was phenomenal. So the, to be able to share the mic with you again was the main reason I'm doing this, because now we're doing it every day, and there'll still be some, some more revamping as we go along uh, as well. But I get back to doing content every day, which I am excited about. And we get to do it together. So we have the fun generational thing. We have the fun offense, defense thing. We have the fun, good looking, not so good looking thing. We have the, you know, smart, not so smart thing, you know, going on. So it'll be a lot of fun. Um, plus, uh, your, your mother pushed me out the door to do this. 
Yeah, I was going to say, we can say the quiet thing loud here, too. Mom wasn't ready for you putzing around the house each and every day with too much free time on your hands. But you're right. It's a ton of fun. It's the best thing we've both gotten to do professionally is work together. And adult men talking uh, about anything basically only exists in podcast form anyway. So this is how we're all supposed to do this now. You mentioned the offense-defense portion of things also. That does include Brandon Newman, and we have heard and seen all of the tweets, all of the text messages for people wondering about hearing Brandon's voice a little bit less right now. Uh, Brandon, you are out there and you are still alive, correct? I am. I am. I am uh, connected. Oh, oh you're muted. muted, Brandon. Yes! I, I was muted. I was muted. I was muted for live <laughs> TV right on my cue in true producer Perfect. form. Oh, my God. But, (laughs) uh, Brandon, you have no doubt seen all of the tweets from all the people that have, for the last year, we just had our show's first birthday, May 7th, this past Sunday. Yes. We're a year into this. You've been an integral part of this as a voice on this show, as the person doing more behind the scenes than anyone has ever seen. And that responsibility has only increased now. But I I did want people to see that you are alive and well and still very much going to be a part of this show. Yes, yes, Mike. I, I am alive in the well. Uh, my fingerprints are all over this, especially if you watch it vi- uh, visually. Um, me and Isaiah, uh, our producer out in VEASAN, is, are working very hard to make this version of the show sing as much as I try to make the audio version of this podcast sing. Um, to address the this, that, and the third in- inquiries, I have a written statement here. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> All right. For I can say for the YouTube audience, so, it's not even a notes app. He's got an actual notepad. It's note paper. Yes, yes, yes. Um, as of uh, May third, I asked DraftKings to no. Right, I'm gonna go from the heart. Um, so basically, uh, up until this point, uh, we have been uh, really trying to make this thing out of the mud. I, I am so lucky and blessed to be able to work with a friend as close as, uh, as Mike is, uh, one of my closest friends uh, in my life. But also to be in a producer chair. I mean, this is what I went to grad school for when I left you guys at, at Notre Dame. Like I, the To be in this position to produce a show involving you and your dad is a complete blessing. It's like when I got a chance to work with Michael Smith over at NBC and it was just like, I can't believe this is happening. Even Joy Taylor uh, being, uh, you know, obsessing over her brother for so long. I wore 99 in college because of Jason Taylor. So I've been really fortunate to uh, be in this industry and make a way out of no way. Um, At this point in time, I think while we're kind of getting to the visuals of the TV, I would love to focus in on what it means to be a producer. Uh, I'm not as skilled as uh, either of you are uh, in this in the realm of giving out sports takes, but I'm so blessed that so many of my friends in the industry want to talk to me about sports. But yeah, in this new iteration of the show, uh, I kind of wanted to get comfortable in the producer chair, to, uh, get back to uh, making the show sing as much as possible, and then finding my way to, into things as well. But I had to take uh, this, that, and the third off the table officially. Singing, at least. Wow. Wow. Hopefully, hopefully we can find a place for that singing at some point and very cool shades uh, that you have on oh, as well. That, uh, that, that's really nice. Like the one thing that's been interesting about all this and, and listen, I, I, I know I've had the longer career than Mike and such. And when we started working together, I thought he would, you know, be on bended knee, maybe like game of Thrones, look up father, how can I learn? And, you know, he pretty much, you know, <laughs> went after me right away. And I understand that, but <laughs> I, I, I guess the, the wondering, and I guess it's the way it is because it's your show, it's, I, I notice I say, it says, Ann Senior, really small. Go, Joe! 
really big and uh-huh. senior. I think you have to get a magnifying glass to look at that. So no thought of changing the show name, huh? And, and including your old man somehow outside of and senior where you need some bifocals to see it. Is that what's going on here? Should you tell him, Mike? What, that he's Stu Gotts now? <laughs> <laughs> yes. And that, and that yes. that's the best that he can hope for? Yeah, that's it. That's all I got. All right, I just had to get we'll, one more dig in. So, we'll we'll re, we'll address show name and things as as time comes. But it is a good time as the uh, a network is announced and we're officially a part of a team of live uh, content lineup from DraftKings Network. It's good to announce why the podcast has sounded so different for a lot of people that just listen to us uh, in the podcast. Yeah, exactly. And we've been super fortunate, like cannot say thank you enough to the people that have taken a chance on us that have rocked with us five days a week, a few days a week. Our buddy Dane, who we went to college with is maybe the most dedicated listener this side of my mom. And so for everyone that's done all of that, we are super appreciative Um, we were working through a lot of how to do this on the fly and we're going to keep trying to do this now and try and make sure that we meet everyone everywhere. We always said our goal from the very beginning was to give you something that's worth listening to, to try and bring some of the fun people that we know into this, into your ears. And so now it's just going to be doing that and also continuing to do it on YouTube where we've been trying to give you guys a good visual product. And now as a part of this FAST network, which, as we know, uh, that acronym is something my father will never learn the meaning of. He will never know what goes into that. He will never know where to find it. But you can find it, again, Samsung TV Plus and DraftKingsNetwork.com. You got all that, Dad? You're going to be able to regurgitate that to people? Wait, FAST stands for something? It's not just the word FAST? Oh boy, this is uh, going to be a long, winding road. All right, uh, now that we have got all the podcast business out of the way, uh, make sure you download, subscribe, rate, and review. As always, help us defeat the algorithm. Leave us a five-star rating and a review. Check us out on that DraftKings YouTube channel, too. We do have a great show coming up here. Uh, Plenty to get into on the NBA front as we get to explore something I wasn't prepared for. The NBA's concussion protocol and Tom Brady night apparently getting set to come to a Foxborough near you very soon hey dad what do you do when you're out with friends the waiter comes up and tries to take everybody's order but the whole table freezes up and everyone's looking at each other trying to find some help Mm, that's a great question so what what should i do you should have some confidence dad or as our friends at jaegermeister call it shotfidence if everyone's having trouble ordering here's what you do you take charge you grab the bull by the horns you find that dog in you and you make an executive decision and just order for the table a round of ice cold jaegermeister shots Damn, that's cold. Because apparently, we've all been drinking Jägermeister wrong. Did not know that. How should we be drinking it? Glad you asked, Dad. We should be drinking it ice cold at zero degrees Fahrenheit. Well, that brings up other things that I love ice cold as well. And I'll tell you right out of the gate, that's going to be a candy bar pulled out of the freezer. That's my way of eating candy. Oh, I love it. On the golf course out there, you get to the turn in the middle of the round there, and you get to that little clubhouse there, and they've always got the candy bar options, and I always see they've usually got a little box of them in the freezer, and it always makes it better on a hot day out on the golf course, taking a bite of that cold, cold chocolate and getting ready to go for the rest of my round. It's the same way with Jägermeister. So wherever you are, if you're hanging out with friends at the bar, call the shots. Cheers with ice-cold shots of Jägermeister. Damn, that's cold. And remember to check out Jägermeister at www.draftkingsxjägermeister.com. Remember, drink responsibly. Jägermeister liqueur, 35% alcohol by volume. Imported by Mast Jägermeister U.S., White Plains, New York. 
So, Dad, as you pointed out, everybody was able to, and I've heard this pointed out by a number of producers I've worked with over the years, the word that only seems to come up in this exact context, stave off elimination. Do you hear people use stave anywhere else? Because to me, it seems almost exclusively limited to playoff series in sports. It is, and I wonder who used it first. Instead of just hold off from being eliminated, it's stave off. So, yeah, yeah, and, and it's the only time I have ever ever even thought about using that word because I heard people use it there before. So I thought it was contextually right. So that's why I did it. But it happened. It happened between Golden State, between the Knicks and between the Toronto Maple Leafs who held off elimination uh, as well. So it was uh, on the court and on the ice that uh, three teams could have moved on and three, uh, they all went 0 for 3. Yep, I, I, I hope to God for the Maple Leafs and our old producer, Ryan Matlack, that to quote Shorzy, this team will never lose again, but I <laughs> doubt it. The Panthers seem like they've got this thing rocking, uh, but that series will shift back to Toronto. Um, Dad, I don't know how much you wanted to talk about. The Knicks Heat series has been very weird to me because we appreciate Jimmy Butler and his greatness. We appreciate the fact that they have been dominant in this series so far after taking down the one seed Bucks in the first round, but it's also been kind of a rock fight of a series. Last night was really don't no different. It's much more of a defensive slog. There was a lot of bad shooting on the part of the Miami Heat last night. Kevin Love, Max Struess, all the guys that have been hitting open shots weren't doing it, and Jalen Brunson continues to be one of the most quintessentially Knicks players that they've ever acquired. Like this guy so perfectly fits exactly what this city wants from a basketball standpoint. Dallas Mavericks fans have to be sick. And he goes off for 38 points playing every single minute of that game last night to help the Knicks hold on to this. So that was super impressive. I don't think they're going to come back and win this series. And I don't think whoever comes out of this series is going to win in the next round against whoever they play play from the 76ers and Celtics series, but they do deserve credit for going out and specifically Jalen Brunson for just basically doing the Spartan route, come back with your shield or on it. Yeah. Jalen Brunson right out of the gate. I mean, ends up, as you mentioned, 38, nine and seven Barrett has 26 Randall has 24. So they had contributors, but it was, it was Jalen Brunson. And just to show you how often it's not done, not only did Jalen Brunson play all 48 minutes, but Quentin Grimes did as well. Quentin Grimes had one of the coolest, coolest, one of the best sequences where he yeah. got hurt, hit the deck while Miami had the ball. He got had a collision up just past half court, went down, got up, and is trying to limp back into position. Not only did he limp into position, but he limped into position to cover Jimmy Butler and then stole the ball from him while limping on his knee. It was, it was pretty impressive. But Quentin Grimes played all 48 minutes as well. The last time the Knicks had two players play 48 minutes, the entire game in regulation uh, in the playoffs was in 1972 with Walt Frazier and Jerry Lucas. So it has been a long time since two players have done that in the playoffs for the Knicks. So pretty impressive out of them. Yeah, for Grimes, he was the NBA embodiment of that meme, call an ambulance, but not for me when the old man turns yeah. a gun around <laughs> on the guy trying to stab him. It was incredible. I thought he might have been rope-a-doping him for a second there where me he was too. trying to like act like he was going down, play possum a little bit, but it, it was. It was a really impressive performance. The confusing part about the Knicks, and you mentioned Julius Randle, they got the better version of him last night in that game, both scoring output-wise closer to his season average as the all-NBA teams came out. He was 
third-team All-NBA this past year and put up his best you know, regular season numbers that we had seen. During the regular season, Julius Randle averaged 25.1 points, 10 rebounds, and 4.1 assists. This postseason so far, 16.8 points per game, 8 rebounds per game, 3.7 assists per game. For whatever reason, he turns back into a pumpkin once the Knicks hit the postseason. Yeah. And this is now a two postseason sample size in a way that's got to be pretty frustrating for people around there that expect him to be this cog. I'll be curious what his future looks like with the Knicks and if they try and move him at all because you've got the Jalen Brunson piece that pretty seamlessly fits what you are. If you're looking for an identity to build around and especially now as you graduate expectations from, hey, let's just be competitive again to let's make the playoffs and get into the postseason to now, all right, well, we've won a series and we'd probably like to win a few more of these. Is Julius Randle really a guy you can do that with? Up until this point right now, the results seem to indicate no, that for whatever reason, this is a star player whose play does not elevate in the postseason. Well, see, and, and you said the key word there, star player. And in, in the game of basketball, we have talked about this forever, one man can have more of an effect than one person in baseball because of all the position, one person in football because offense, defense, and special teams, even though everything seems to get put on the quarterback. In basketball, you're on the court, just like we mentioned. Brunson and, and Grimes on the court the entire time. So you have an effect offensively and defensively all the time you're out there. So that's why I think NBA players, more than anybody else, stars are judged on on trophies and how good you are in the playoffs. So that's what it's going to come down to. And everybody wants to be a star, but only a certain amount of people can be a star. And when you're in that area, how do you react in the toughest times? Again, because... And it's tougher to do in football because it's one and done. We lose, you're out, win, you keep going. Basketball, baseball, hockey, it's a series. So the better players usually have that chance to shine through more often and lead their team. So that that is what's on Julius Randle, uh, w- without question. And that's something to, to be considered in that rarefied air. You have to be able to lead your team somewhere, and we'll see. You know, there's still a couple of wins away from – being, what, the only eighth seed to get to a conference finals. The 99 Knicks were the other team. So it's, you know, it's it's the team he's on right now. So let's see how far he can take them. And and it's performance-based, right? If Julius Randle was going out there and having Jalen Brunson-type games from last night every night and the Knicks just weren't winning, there'd be part of me that looks at this and says, maybe there's a deeper answer to what's going on. But they just haven't gotten the best version of him. Now, I will offer some grace. I saw he got poked in the eye very early in that game last night. And... Getting poked in the eye needs a better PR agent. Like, it needs the PR people for getting kicked in the nuts because getting poked in the eye sucks. And for yes, some reason, when it happens to these guys on the NBA court, we just shrug it off and act like they should get back out there and go about their business. We don't treat it with that said same sincerity. And so I do want to offer and extend the condolences there for getting poked in the eye because we don't treat that seriously enough. I would agree with you. We always wonder why people hit the deck when they get poked in the eye. We're like, you didn't get hit in the legs. Get up. You're fine. You know, you don't realize, you know, that somebody going knuckle deep into your eye, you know, can can hurt. (laughs) Yeah. Not cute. Not a great time. Not the worst head injury that we saw last night in the NBA, though. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And now that the Boston Celtics have slayed the boogeyman in the Miami Heat, 
Boston fans, we feel a little bit more confident about the situation? You can decide right now. And if you're new to DraftKings, you can also check this out. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code GOJO. That's code GOJO for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Uh, so worse on the Richter scale than getting poked in the eye would probably be getting bonked in the head the way Anthony Davis did last night. Kavon Looney, who, after dealing with illness for the first few games of this series, announced his return with authority, playing much more minutes-wise last night, really getting after Anthony Davis down on the block. I think in no small part, he was such a huge contributor to what they were able to do turning it around and winning game five at home. Um, but dad, he also gave the elbow to the head that knocked Anthony Davis out of the game. So AD had 23 points through the first like two and a half quarters of this game was playing really well. And then took that shot to the head, went over to the sideline, clearly out of sorts. And then reportedly during the game was taken out of the game, um, carted to the training room in a wheelchair feeling quote woozy and was able to ultimately leave the arena at the end of the night without any assistance. There was no mention of a concussion after the initial evaluation of Davis source close to the Lakers told ESPN Dad, this is now the second time in this series. We saw Draymond Green take a shot to the head the other night, coming down off an interaction with LeBron James, and no one stopped to check him. He did not leave the game for a minute, and just reminds me that I understand the NFL's background means we are always going to look with a more discerning eye at the way they treat concussions. That's a violent game where it happens a lot more often, but the NBA really does not care about head injuries and players based on the way that we've seen them deal with this for the last couple of days. Yeah, the the reporting on when somebody gets hit in the head in the NBA to the NFL is different. Obviously, you get hit in the head in the NFL basically on every play. NBA, it can be either an elbow or if it, God forbid, if it hits the floor, you know, of, of what it feels like. But I didn't even, in, in all honesty, I didn't even know the NBA concussion protocol uh, that went on. And they do have a protocol, but nobody seems to, again, when, when w- which is always interesting, when the Tua situation went on in the NFL, that was everywhere. There was a similar situation that had gone on in hockey with a player, kind of like the Tua situation, and we didn't hear boo about it. You know, nothing, because one's football and one's hockey. And, and, I, and I think that's horrible because it doesn't diminish the fact that it's an athlete out there laying on the ice or on the ground who gets stung in the head. But uh, we only seem to report or care more about the more popular sports, and that would be football. Uh, on the NBA, I, you know, I, I didn't know what the NBA concussion protocol was, but it does say that if a player is diagnosed with a concussion prohibited from returning to action on that same day or the next calendar day, must complete the league-mandated return-to-participation process involving frequent monitoring and a series of increased uh, exertion exercises before he's cleared. So, 
if he was diagnosed, and we have heard not, not anything, that he could be cleared by tonight before the next game, which is on Friday. Uh, so he could be back for that game. But if it were like back-to-back games and he was diagnosed with a concussion, he couldn't play in that second game. But we don't know where that is. We don't know what the diagnosis is. I don't know. Does every player go through a baseline test like in the NFL? You know, what are and, and concussions are hard enough to diagnose. So this is, is something, for, forgetting it's the concussion, Mike, but an injury that Laker fans worry about with AD, right? Is we, we've seen him get hurt before. Is something going to happen that's going to affect his play? And he was he was playing well here, as you mentioned, the points he had. And now, you know, you have to wait and see. Is he going to be able to lace him up uh, back in L.A. for game six, of which L.A. is undefeated at home in the postseason, and Golden State stinks on the road. The last thing Lakers or Lakers fans want is to just go back to Golden State for game seven. Yeah, this is uh, uh, really unfortunate on a lot of levels because now you're right. Anthony Davis is probably going to play. I think the fact that there was no talk of a concussion after, probably not an accident. Even if it was close, they're trying to make sure Anthony Davis can get out there and play. This is sports. We see that happen very often. And I get with the NFL, there's a lack of trust based on their history of lying about that. I'm not disputing why we look at the NFL with a more discerning eye, but we're also brushing past this one pretty quick on that side, considering how we saw him react on the sideline to now what we're potentially going to see when he plays. Because if he looks off at all, the sirens are going to start going off for a guy who we know you could excuse it away as the even number Anthony Davis games he was playing like odd game Anthony Davis last night in Golden State we did see a lot of that same aggression from him and now you're right this series is almost certainly going to be decided based on how he looks and what he's able to do performance wise because he's their difference maker offensively defensively Golden State last night once again able to draw him away from the basket a lot more on those defensive assignments, able to get a lot more guys involved in the game because of that. You got the best version of Draymond Green. That was championship level, Warriors dynasty Draymond Green that you got last night on the offensive end, cutting to the basket with authority, getting easy looks, getting some shots knocked down early from distance. You got all the best versions of him. And so Anthony Davis's ability to alter what they do defensively and battle the fact that the Cavalry came back a little bit for Golden State. We probably had not talked enough about Kayvon Looney missing significant minutes because of that illness that he was dealing with for the first few games of this series because, Dad, his effect was pretty seismic on the court for them in so much of the painted area where Anthony Davis on both sides of the court had really had his way. Yeah, again, you know, you look at the stat line, it's nothing great, but that's why you just can't always go on numbers. He played 20 minutes, had just four points, uh, but he did have the eight rebounds, uh, four D and four on offensive side. But you're right, it's tough to tell the effect sometimes, just like you talk about in football or other sports when you go beyond the stat line, what somebody's worth is to the team. And you said it about Draymond Green. He came out humming with his attitude too. He hits an early three, but then he's at the line early, and you could see him jawing with AD. I mean, he was in he was in Draymond Green form of just talking his smack, playing aggressive. And when he does that, it can set the tone. Yeah, I, to me, you know, you have your, your your Steph or your Clay that can do that by bombing threes. But when you have a guy who is a physical presence on the court, and he's the one who sets the tone early by jumping in people's faces and being productive at the same time. That, that I, I'm more impressed with that. So he came and he took charge early in that one. 
Yeah, he, he absolutely did. And he set a tone of a completely different brand of Warriors basketball that also affected the Lakers basketball. Because you mentioned him getting to the line. The Warriors and Lakers last night, after a series where I think I heard going into that game, the Lakers had 52 more free throw attempts yeah. than the Warriors. And we'd heard all. Oh, it makes sense. Style of play didn't match up. The Warriors last night, 15 free throw attempts, 12 of 15 from the, or excuse me, 14 of 15 from the line. The Lakers last night, 15 free throw attempts, 12 of 15 from the line. The Lakers, who are, excuse me, the Warriors, historically careless with the basketball, but make up for it with otherworldly offensive output, 14 turnovers last night. The Lakers, 14 turnovers last night. Like the shoe was on the other foot, and all of a sudden the Lakers were the one sloppy with the ball, especially during that. And dad, we hear it on football all the time that middle eight that people talk about, last four minutes of the first half, first four minutes of the second half. Forget the third quarter Warriors. It was the middle eight Warriors last night. Steph Curry hits that three-pointer at the buzzer to bring them up 11 at the end of the first half. And the Lakers came out in the second half like a team looking for a reason to go back home and get ready for game six. They looked listless. They did not come out and match the energy of the Warriors. And that like 25-7 to run really put the game out of reach. But never enough for the Lakers to pull their starters before the final couple minutes of this game. Like that's the one bad hangover is you got beat just enough to where it was never really close but also too close for you to fully call off the dogs and get all the rest that you could have if this was a full-on blowout. So combine that with the AD injury, and it went about as bad as it could go for the Los Angeles Lakers last night. Yeah, it did. Yeah, you mentioned that run 25-7, to so then they're up. It's an 18-point lead that they have, but we've seen leads like that disappear. You know, hell, Miami made a big lead by the Knicks disappear. To your point, that looked like it was going to be a blowout. Miami kept making that a game, so you obviously keep playing your starters, and you'll end up losing that game. Um, but yeah, for the older players and the injured one now, like AD and, and, and LeBron, you're right, they, they had to play more. Well, he didn't AD after, after the head injury. But that's what Golden State does. When they're on and they're hitting, I mean, that's how quickly we, we even saw in game one um, when, they, when they made a 12-point deficit disappear quickly, uh, now, Lakers still won the game, but AD said, we got to clean up those last five minutes, you know, because a team like, and for Golden State, they can do it at any time. And they've shown it time and time again. So, so this is the one. Listen, LeBron has never lost a series when he was up 3-1. As I mentioned before, the Lakers are undefeated at home. This is the game, right? Is there anybody that thinks, even though the Lakers, you know, have won in Golden State. Is there anybody who thinks if it goes back to a Game 7 in Golden State? I, I, I just got to believe the Golden State would, would is going to take care of business. All the eggs are going, I think, in this Game 6 here uh, for the Lakers to try and end this thing for sure. Yeah, I mean, and again, the memes that would come from this if all of a sudden Steph Curry and the Warriors were able to repay the favor off that 3-1, I get it was the finals, but that 3-1 lead blowout that they had famously against LeBron James and the Cavaliers, because you're right, like I think forecasting the rest of this series, if Anthony Davis is healthy, back full go, and we don't see any remnants of the head injury affecting him, I think the, that the Lakers still win this series. I think they find yeah. a way to do it, and if you get a healthy Anthony Davis walking into game six, I think the Lakers can close this out at home because we saw that first half until those final few minutes, tooth and nail. They were matching them every which way. You got, uh, you know, I, I think a more 
realistic expectation version of Lonnie Walker. Austin Reeves is who he is at this point. The rest of the Lakers role players have all kind of settled into their roles after having the superpower game. It's going to have to be a LeBron James, Anthony Davis tag team match to finish this thing off in game six. But if AD is anything less than 100% and we get that lack of effort, Golden State's probably going to come back and win this series. And it sucks that it's that kind of cut and dry, but Anthony Davis has been that kind of important in this series. He's that kind of important to this Lakers team. And now you did the worst thing you possibly could, which is give this Golden State championship pedigree defending championship team hope. So, and and I agree with you about the stars. They need to play, but also role players play better at home. So sure. to me, it's like if the Lakers are going to pull this one off, which role player, who is it going to be? Is it going to be Reeves dropping 20-something? Again, you know, Vanderbilt can play great defense at times. Is it Schroeder? Who's going to be that other guy or two that steps up and all of a sudden you can count on to hit that shot. It's still going to, and you're 100% right, it's going to fall on AD and LeBron, but this at home is where role players have a chance to shine, and I always wonder which of those guys is going to step up. Yeah, I guess, and like I understand my analysis sounds very base level, saying the stars have to play really well, and you need LeBron James and Anthony Davis to be great. But I only say that because the role players all did play kind of well relative to what you'd expect from them, right? Like, none of them went off, but D'Angelo Russell had 15 points. I get he's a starter, but still, Austin Reeves had 15 points. Dennis Schroeder had 14 points. You know, we didn't get the Jer- the, the Lonnie Walker game or Rui Hachimura going off, but you had 15 points-ish from those three guys who I would put in that secondary role who we've seen step up and be capable. And so you got on the road as good a performance from some of those guys as you could expect. It's just that you lost one of your pillars in the middle of the action at one of the most important junctures. And as we've said, this Lakers team is a great setup if you're a role player. You get to go and operate freely because you got the two big bads everyone's got to worry about in their own different way. When you remove one of those tent poles, we saw how quickly that can get out of hand in the third and fourth quarter of that game last night. So uh, it, it will be fascinating to watch now the Anthony Davis portion of this. It sucks that injury, kind of like in that Golden State 3-1 collapse where Draymond's suspension played a huge outsized right. role in how that series ended, but... Uh, we will wait and see. That series, like you said, Dad, heads back to Los Angeles Friday night. We got the Sixers and the uh, Celtics series that's got a chance to close out tonight. But I did want to get to this story outside of basketball just because we talked about it so much yesterday. Bob Huggins still gets to keep his job. Um, so we what? talked yesterday. Bob Huggins went on a Cincinnati radio show and not once but twice uh, spouted homophobic slurs in addition to slandering uh, Catholics and made a public apology, made no excuses for it. And now we saw the punishment handed down from the university. So Bob Huggins has agreed to a million-dollar salary reduction. He'll go from making $4.2 million to $3.2 million and a three-game suspension along with sensitivity training at the LGBTQ Plus Center on campus at West Virginia. Dad, did this surprise you at all? Well, uh, I, I could just see him in the sensitivity training. That should be interesting. Um, yeah. I, I guess I'll throw it back another way and say, are we more surprised because the expectation in cancel culture now is whenever anything like this happens, the person is fired. 
it's almost it's almost like a given that they're going to lose their job. If it's somebody we don't know on Twitter that does something, there's a video or they say something, what does everybody do? Oh, God, get it to their employer. You know, let, let their employer see what they're doing, and then that person gets fired. This is where we are right now, so it seems in any situation we're surprised when it doesn't happen. And, and again, I, I, I have no, you know, the right or the, what he said was, was, was horrible, right? It was completely wrong. And the guys he was on the show with, they're all yucking it up. I mean, it was, you just listen to it and you just kind of cringe today. And there's consequences of today. You know what you can say and what you can't say. And there are consequences to everything that you say. And we're at a point now where the consequences, normally you lose your job. And nobody even thought twice of it. So I do think we get more surprised when we're like, oh, wow, he didn't immediately lose his job and they're working out other things for him to keep his job. I, yes, I was stunned. I was, I was stunned it happened. I thought for sure he was going to be done. But I, I think that might be the collective thought that, and there are those on the other side of cancel culture that say we got to quit canceling on well, one time, you know? And, and so... We know there are two sides to this, but I was stunned, stunned that he wasn't fired. Absolutely surprised. I will say this. I always dispute the cancel culture label because most of these people never end up getting canceled. They all find a way back. Bob Huggins would have gotten another job. The only people that have actually been canceled are the ones that are like sent to prison because they committed crimes. And if that's canceling, then we've all got to have a very different conversation about the way we (laughs) perceive the world. So I don't view this as that, but you're right. It's again consequences that I thought would be there and this situation probably as much as anything serves as that reminder we always hear all politics are local like for someone like this to keep their job in this situation like you said in this time period where we do finally acknowledge hey this is bad and you shouldn't be saying this and talking about a group of people with derogatory terms especially this openly on public air free of your own will no one had to give this to someone i know it got put on awful announcing but this was radio that anybody could hear and dude just went and offered it up of his own accord but for you to keep your job it either has to be a belief that one the people around there will not react poorly enough to this for a decision maker to then feel comfortable going out and making this decision or You got one person or two people with enough power that don't care about what everyone else thinks anyway and like you enough. And for Bob Huggins, who's a son of Morgantown, West Virginia, and a guy who is a West Virginia graduate and all of these things that make him especially beloved in that area. And I heard Bamani Jones and Spencer Hall talking about this the other day. Is a guy who's also beloved by the people who have played for him despite his abrasive coaching style. Like all these things baked into it. One of those things had to be true for him to keep his job in this case because the rest of us, like there's the portion of people that aren't offended by what he said and that's how they still talk about people and they don't mind that and yada yada. And then the rest of us who look at this as abhorrent in the way that it should be viewed Mm -hmm. are kind of nose blind to all of the tactics that West Virginia is going to use here. We don't believe sensitivity training is going to do anything. No, I mean, Jim Harbaugh took a big, bigger pay cut for being bad at football coaching than Bob Huggins took for uttering homophobic slurs in public. So none of this registers with us as a true acknowledgement that he's sorry. And so again, it just comes back to either they believe the people that support this program wouldn't care enough for them to keep him in place, or he's got the one or two people in power he needs that don't care what anyone thinks. And I think one up because remember basketball and football; those are the two revenue sports, right? 
So, and that's one thing we don't know behind the scenes. Listen, if there were a bunch of calls that was going to take money away, you know, from right. West Virginia, unless Bob Huggins was let go, then he would have been let go, right? Because that's the stuff that's behind the scenes of who is willing, who is going to pull their their money that they give to the school, the alumni and all that. Of all of a sudden, there's millions of dollars not going to be coming in. If you keep that guy on, we're done giving. So if that's not happening, then you're right. And the people of power can be like, okay. And, and I don't know what's going on there, but we all know money can drive things like that. And if there wasn't a big uproar, upheaval of get rid of this guy or you're losing money, then that gives him even more fuel to say, okay, we'll work out some kind of slap on the wrist, uh, you know, that, that we'll give him. We'll tell him how wrong he is, and here we go. We'll, we'll keep on with him as our coach. It is one of the most deeply collegiate athletic headlines possible, and I feel foolish for being surprised. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Whew, all right, been a busy, busy day. Uh, it's time to finish off the busy day the way we always do. This, that, and the third. Three quick stories to finish off and send you into the rest of the day. As always, make sure you download, subscribe, rate, review. Leave us a five-star rating and continue to check us out. Samsung TV Plus, DraftKingsNetwork.com, and YouTube. All these great places. Dad, um, you are getting ready to host a Westwood One Radio NFL schedule release extravaganza. The schedule release yes. is tonight uh, as this is on Thursday. And we've already had a few leaks come out about the schedule. Uh, we've got the Lions opening up the season Thursday night against the defending Super Bowl champion Chiefs in game one of the NFL's 2023 season. We've got Aaron Rodgers making his Jets debut against the Buffalo Bills on the first Monday night football game, September 11th, and just announced this morning, Tom Brady Day will be the first home opener for the New England Patriots. It will be a celebration of Tom Brady's career in Foxborough as 12 returns up there for the first time. Dad, I know you're famously uninterested in most of the NFL schedule release conversations. Oh, yes. Which of those actually interests you, if any? Well, all I know is the Tom Brady night video better start early because there's going to be a lot of video. You know, when they do the highlight reel, there's a hell of a lot of highlights. So come early to that one, or you really got to cut that video down. But that's cool they're doing that. But if you're asking me one from a football standpoint, I'm actually looking forward to. Listen, I think the Jets and the Bills are, are going to be players all year, you know, not now that, that Aaron Rodgers is with them to see where they go. I'm very interested in the next step for the Lions. Now, is the first game of the season the best indicator? Absolutely not. You're coming off preseason where starters don't play a lot. First couple of games can be a little sloppy. I get that. Um, so I'm not sure what to expect out of this game, but I am interested in what to expect out of the Lions. We were, a lot of us were, I don't know if critical is the right word, but maybe we were a little surprised at their two first round picks and Jameer Gibbs, the running back, and then Jack Campbell, the linebacker from Iowa. And weren't sure that that was the way to go. But it's a team we all think is on the rise. So 
that one to me is how they come out and how they look again, even though it's early on uh, of what they're going to do for the year. I'm a big Dan Campbell fan ever since, you know, hard knocks and seeing how he runs that show. I think a lot of people like him. So, and I think a lot of people are rooting for the Lions, A, because they like them and B, because you always think of the Lions as an awful team and you like to see the awful every now and then peak above the waterline, you know, and, and get into the playoffs or, or B, be kind of a better team than they normally have been. Yeah, I think this is great, and I'm with you on the evaluation of all that. Brady Knight at Foxborough will be some interesting tea, what the reaction looks like there, what Tom's reaction is, as we know he's still mulling his broadcasting future. I'm pumped for the Lions. Sure. What a stamp of approval on what they've accomplished and what they've built so far. Now they walk into a season with real expectations on them. They start with the focal point on them. That opening night's become a big song and dance for the NFL, but I am pumped. Dan, Dan Campbell Hive, stand the hell up, and the best part is this de- game will likely feature very little defense and two incredibly explosive yes. offenses, and that much is always worth the price of admission. Um, Dad, let's get to that. This one, super interesting. In the wake of Jeff Saturday taking the Colts job last year and the broadcaster-turned-coach idea, we know uh, Dan Orlovsky, I think, also had a couple of interviews for positions in, co- in the coaching world that were reported on last year, but J.J. Redick, ESPN NBA analyst and obviously one of our brethren here under the DraftKings umbrella reportedly interviewed for the Toronto Raptors job. He was one of more than a dozen candidates who talked with the Raptors in a wide-ranging interview process. I love sources told ESPN as if it wasn't J.J. Redick telling Woj, hey Woj, this is what's happening. Uh, I went through the first round of interviews with the Raptors. And Dad, I, I not overly surprising given one how recently retired J.J. Redick is, and also the kind of cerebral player he is and the way that he's brought yes. that to his analysis. Oh, I, I love his analysis. I think he is phenomenal. And, and since his retirement in, in 21, you know, he's a guy that's been on the radar for other teams as an assistant coach. So this isn't like the first jump into talking about being a coach, but those were his assistants. This is being a head coach. And we've seen others leave the broadcasting career, Steve Kerr being, you know, one of those uh, to go on and become a coach and a pretty darn successful coach. So, and, and you mentioned Orlovsky, Lewis Riddick each year, you know, yeah. seems to be, look, be looked at as a GM, hasn't got hired yet. He was obviously in that business as a player and then in the front office. Uh, so we'll see if he gets back there again. But you're right, coming off the heels of the Jeff Saturday situation. Listen, if this is something J.J. wants to do, man, more power to him. You know, now if he doesn't get the head coaching job here, I wonder how interested he would then be in saying, okay, maybe I need to go be an assistant first and work my way up to a head coach coaching position does he want to do that because the commitment to coaching is just almost unparalleled with with the time you have to be around uh working with your team so I that's the main thing I'll be interested if this is something he really wants to get into if he doesn't get this head coaching job will he try and be an assistant somewhere else Yeah, and it's interesting because I feel like we're much more willing to tolerate that in a sport like basketball where someone comes without 
going up through the coaching ranks in the same way because that was so much of the reaction to Jeff Saturday. Football's a sport where we know that grind through the coaching ranks is a real meat grinder. It is long, it is arduous, it is costly for so many people and requires all that time and sweat equity. You mentioned Steve Kerr up there. We've seen guys that were especially at like the point guard position leave the game and walk immediately into a uh, head coaching role because of the nature of that position. And so it does seem like a sport where if he decides not to, we are a little bit more hospitable to that idea. It also right, does help that right. he really is only a couple of years removed from this. I mean, Dad, you uh, coming off your NFL career, you had uh, former coaches of yours trying to get you into the game, right? This is yep. all kind of normal, even if it's not maybe at the head coach level for every guy that hangs up the cleats. Yeah, yeah. Very quickly, um, when, when, when I left the game, Bud Carson, God rest his soul, one of the great D coordinators, was my D coordinator in Philly. He was with the Rams and asked me to come be an assistant D-line coach, thought I could be a good coach through the years. And I said, Bud, I love you, but I see you there before I get there. You're there after I leave. You were young. Jake was young. Sydney was was basically just born. And I'm like, I don't want that nomadic lifestyle. Uh, even though I thought I could have been a good coach, I just didn't want that lifestyle with young kids. So I didn't do it. Um, so I'll be interested to see which way J.J. Reddick goes or guys that want to get into a coaching because what a commitment it is. Yeah, exactly. You know, thinking about family situations, we see all the fun videos of JJ's kids and everything like that. So uh, very cool. We'll wait and see what happens there uh, with JJ Reddick. Check out Old Man and the Three uh, and uh, DraftKings uh, partner there. Let's get to the third. Uh, I saw this from Ross Dellinger over at SI this morning concerning our alma mater. Uh, according to SI, uh, Notre Dame's 10-year contract with Under Armour is set to expire at the end of next season, and Notre Dame has now uh, gotten out of the exclusive negotiation window with Under Armour, so could potentially be a free agent when it comes to apparel pretty soon here, Dad. Anything on your wish list as far as what you'd like to see here? I am currently forming a prayer circle, begging any god that will listen to make us a Jordan school purely for my own selfish gain and the rewards I can reap going back to the equipment room. Well, I would like to see Lululemon get into football equipment. Why don't we go down that road? <laughs> you see the nice Lululemon and Andy Staples on a got jersey? to you. Yeah, yeah. Let's see a Lululemon or or maybe you know the Jordan brand. I think of it. Or for the older generation, New Balance. Give me some New Balance working, you know, or some some Columbia. You know, do they start making? You know, I'm looking at the top apparel companies out there, but if, obviously you need to inv involve the uniforms. Yeah. If we're going to go back to an old-school apparel company, no, I don't want Aeropostale like the Dan Orlovsky Yukon Huskies. Yeah. And if Home Field Apparel's not going to get into the business, champion. That is the only brand yep. I would accept of an old-school brand dipping back into the uh, college uniform business would be if champion wanted to do that. Because, again, good for all the guys on the team. This is about us. This is about being able to go back and acquire swag. If you acquired any sort of swag, listen to this podcast, download, subscribe, rate, review. Leave us a five-star rating. Check us out on YouTube, Samsung TV Plus, and others. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Go, go. Boom. Money in the bank. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, 
Click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.